The week before last, we had such an outpouring of requests for more cruise disappearances that I decided to bring you one more. Tonight, I will tell you the story of a tormented German pop star and the life that he left behind when he jumped off a ship off the coast of Canada. Or did he? Ooh, a little mysterious. Well, I'm going to talk about more about Gabby Petito case, but it's all over the place, absolutely exploded. So I'm going to tell you about a little different perspective regarding the police that were involved in Utah. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. From time to time, during the How Did We Miss That podcast, we may talk about details of crimes that some may find triggering or disturbing. Listener discretion is highly advised. we miss that? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of How Did We Miss That? I'm super sorry about last week, but we are back. I'm Christine. And I'm John. And we're busy. <laughs> yes, you, you didn't sell that in your intro very well. You should have said there were so many cruise requests that I had to deep dive into the research. Deep dive. See what I did there? Oh, I like that. Into the research, and that's why it took me more than a week, so... Well, but, yeah, I don't want to lie. Busy. No, don't lie. We're busy. Don't be a liar. And I posted it that we were busy and having some family issues with recording. So, yeah, yeah. nothing yeah. bad. Nothing to be worried about. No, Just, no. you know, work. Mm-mm. We right. probably shouldn't tell people that I work, you know, weird hours and stuff because this is a crime podcast. Right. We should not divulge some... as much information as we are at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. Well, I decided I so many people commented on Instagram and on Facebook when I posted our pictures from last week's episode that, oh man, I can't believe you're talking about this. So I decided to find one more. There was so many of them and a few of them I had heard of before. So I didn't want to, you know, go through those because it's how did we miss that? So yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm kind of taking the same angle with what I'm going to chat about a little bit tonight because everyone's you know, searching for Brian Laundry and everybody's talking about Gabby Petito and all this stuff. But I want to tell you a little different perspective about my limited knowledge of law enforcement and what I think went wrong in that interaction that's all over the news. So trying to do a little bit of my different perspective is what people missed. All right. Well, I'm going to get to my story. First of all, my sources are a YouTube channel called The Investigator, Wikipedia, of course, listverse.com and a BBC article from September 11th of 2018. Okay. Now, I'm going to tell you my story, but in order to be as respectful as I possibly can, I'm going to be referring to the main person in our story by the pronouns they and them. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. Danielle Kubelbach. It's a fun name to say. I like it. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Is a German pop star and was famous for a short time on the talent show Germany Seeks the Superstar. Ooh, that's very wordy, but it's a good one, right? I get it, yeah. They were born August 27th, 1985, in Bavaria. Danielle had a pretty tumultuous childhood. He was living with two siblings and their mother on a farm. Their mother would abuse them, both mentally and physically, telling them that they were never going to amount to anything 
and hitting or grabbing them. And at one point, grabbed them by the neck and shook really hard. And I think that was like it for whoever was in their lives. They kind of took the children away at that point. Yeah. So Daniel and his family, they had also actually moved 15 times during his, their childhood. So I keep I keep wanting to say his. I'm sorry. That's okay. I keep it's it's hard to challenge to yeah. change in your in your brain when you like see pictures and everything. So yeah, I know. I apologize. It's they them. Excuse me. But I'm sure you can imagine moving 15 times would be really hard to make friends and to have like any lasting relationships in your life. Yeah. And so of course you know what happens to the brand new kid that comes to a school. They get bullied, right? Yeah. Well, they were bullied a lot. Um, they actually had what they call protruding ears. So, okay, <laughs> I'm thinking like large ears. Yeah, um, probably. the The school kids would call them Dumbo. Yes. Okay, that would mean yeah, big ears, which is not very nice. I don't like that. No, so, it's not nice at all. Yeah, it was not a rough, or it was not a rough. Excuse me, it was not a good way to be brought up, right? Their father actually left while they were still young, but they actually still really adored their father and they both had a great relationship, but it's, you know, when they talked, <laughs> which was really few and far between. His name was Gunther. Gunther. That's yes, a good name. Right? I do like that name. In 2002, Daniel left an internship to audition for Germany Seeks the Superstar, which it's basically the equivalent of American Idol. Okay. It even has like the same blue circle logo. So I think it's just like the German version of American Idol. Do they have a German lady to turn the lights down? Not, oh, I, not I Kieran? Not Kieran. I don't know. I, I've never seen it. So Do they have a mean judge like Simon Cowell? Probably. I don't know if he's mean or not, but he looks so much like Simon Cowell. It's oh, scary. Okay. Yeah. I actually, originally when I was looking through the footage, I actually thought that it was Simon Cowell. I thought, oh, wow, Simon Cowell's doing the... But no, it's not him. <laughs> Simon Simon Cowell speaks German? What? What? Anyway. Though it seemed as though they would win the entire contest. The audience loved them. They were on, like, anytime that the contestants were on magazine, they were, like, the cover of the magazine. Mm -hmm. So they were, like, a really loved contestant. They actually ended up finishing in third place, which I think we can relate to that because my favorite American Idol of all time ended in third place. Should I know who that is? Probably. Chris Daughtry? Yeah. He was in third? Yeah, he was third, wasn't he? I was going to say my favorite was in second. Or was it Adam Lambert? No, he was in third. You're right. My favorite, Adam Lambert, was, was second. second. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel it. He totally should have won the whole entire thing. But Yeah, that's when Taylor Hicks won. What? Yeah, terrible. Anyway. So bad. Anyway, we're like way <laughs> off topic. Yeah. And the people that don't live here in America are probably like, what are you talking about? I think it has worldwide reach, mm, but yeah. Maybe. Never. I hear you. All right. Well, he did actually go on to do some music. I said he again. They, they went on to do some music. They had a few hit songs and an album. And then they did a film, which everything was a flop. Yeah. <laughs> had some major criticism going on. And I think for somebody who has such fragile self-esteem to begin with, mm -hmm. probably did not help. But he kept going. Which I think is awesome. They, they oh my gosh. Hey, listen, I, I want to. This is so bad. I'm so glad you did that. It must have been telepathy because I was going to go on record for the audience and say, at least you're trying. I'm trying. So don't feel bad about no, that. No, I don't. It's it's difficult because I it's hard. watched all these 
shows and all these episodes. Yeah, and, and you had a lot going through the brain doing this story, and right. you have to really focus I on keep doing that. Seeing their face in my head, and I keep thinking he, even yeah. though it's a. Thing. I don't think anyone from the community is going to be upset because you're trying. At least you're trying. I'm trying. I'm sorry. I apologize. That's okay. Anyway, at this point, they met a millionaire, Kirsten Kaiser, after after moving to Mallorca, and the two became inseparable. They called her Omi, which means grandmother in German, and she was like a mother figure to them. Around this time, they decided they were going to come out as homosexual, and their music began reflecting their new identity. There was this uh, music video that was, I guess, talked about quite a lot at the time, it's a video of them singing a song to a woman that's like running away from them, like toward a beach. Okay. And the song is, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like about, about being a man. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, the woman turns around and it's Daniel. Not, oh, okay. Yeah. So I think that was like his kind of coming out. Gotcha. Thing. Um, sorry. There. Coming out thing. <laughs> it's going to be a I long episode say, if you fix it every time. I guess I could say at that point it wasn't his. Because he wasn't yeah, out don't yet. Try to, like I said, you're trying. I'm you're trying very best. hard. I'm doing my best. I think that's good enough. All right. They also participated in several contest shows like Dancing with the Stars. Obviously, it's not the same Dancing with the Stars as here in America. It's their own little German version. They decided to pursue an acting career and attended an internship at a prestigious acting school in Berlin. However, this is where things took a turn for the worst. They were asked to play a transvestite in a production, and apparently it was relentlessly teased by the other people that were in the production. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it's not good. The crew and their director said that their behavior was erratic, and that they were highly... I mean, I put undependable. Is that a word? Independable. Undependable. They were not... They were not dependable. <laughs> Yeah, I think undependent. I don't know. Is that even a uh, word? I don't even know. I don't know. You're the English anyway, teacher. They couldn't depend on them, is what they felt. There you go. That works. So it seems as though maybe Daniel was kind of basically back to being bullied and mistreated at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm not really sure what to believe. I mean, as doing research, I know what their life was like, what their childhood was like, the fact that they were bullied so much. But then again, we've also got like teachers and directors saying that they were kind of moody and, yeah. you know, didn't show up on time, things like that. So who knows, but kind of sounds like we're it's, back to the bullying situation. Yeah, it's probably a multiple of factors, though. I mean, you know, a multitude of factors. Well, we can't speak tonight, either one of us. No. It's probably a multitude of factors, but yes, I agree. Right. Well, it was around this time that they decided they wanted to fully transition themselves to live as a woman and began taking hormones. So I'm going to pause just for a moment. This was why I decided to use the they, them pronouns because they decided they were going to do this, but they never got a chance to. Okay. So I don't feel like they were fully a a she, her, it yet. Not it. Sorry. (laughs) Yet. We're destroying this. I'm not. I accidentally, I didn't mean to say that. But anyway, (laughs) at that point. Yes. So I went with they, them. A lot of the, stuff that I read was all he. So that's what I think I keep yeah. messing up. Yeah. Um, but I feel like to be respectful, it's the best way to do it. So I learned in a training when I worked in California mm-hmm. at the big company, you know, that everybody knows. We did this training called the gender bread man. 
And it was a oh, cutout of a gingerbread man, but right. it was the gingerbread, and it taught you about all wait, these wait, things. Wait, 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 back up. The gingerbread man? Yes. <laughs> it's I know. a little ironic. It is weird, but anyway, it, what I'm getting at is that it really tune your brain to, you should always use they, them for pretty much anybody unless, unless they come know, out and tell sure. you. Right. And, you know, I don't think the world will ever get to a place where someone's going to come up and say, hi, I'm John, he, him. You know, well, it's weird. I know so, of a lot of places where you put it on like your name tag and stuff. Yeah. And it's all over LinkedIn and odd. stuff like that. But There's I'm a saying couple of in, like my groups where they have it like, oh, make sure you put it in your. Yeah. 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 I'm saying in like social interactions, though. Right. They were saying this training was saying you should call everybody by that because you just don't know. I'm saying like, that's absurd because no one's going to. You know, you either do it to be safe or people have to start introducing themselves like, hi, I'm John. You can say he, him to me. And that's just weird. Well, I feel like it <laughs> now should, we're in a weird place. I feel like it almost should be, though, like, for example, our daughter, we named her Isabel. Yes. But she likes to be called Bella. So it's not the name she was given. Right. But it's what she likes. And so she just says, oh, you can call me Bella because it's different than what yes you originally see yeah so i feel like if we wanted to be a they or a them that's when we should tell someone other than like oh i'm clearly a female mm-hmm. and i identify as a female i don't need to say she her right right yeah unless i, I decided i i do want to identify as female still but i still want to be yeah i agree you should you know put it saying? on the onus of them if they're the ones that are changing right because there's too much else to pay attention to well i decided that it was more respectful since we never really found out well, then do it already, will you? I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Stop butchering it. Jesus. <sighs> anyway, so they're taking hormones. Their personality begins to change. I'm as I'm sure you know quite well what happens when hormones go crazy. Oh, yes. I yes. do. Yeah. So many people around them said that they would have like manic episodes and that everything would then go back to normal for a few days and then go back again really quickly yeah just sounds like about right <laughs> it's very erratic and back and forth yes on august 29th of 2019 daniel boarded a cruise ship the ida luna i believe is how you say that on a 17 day journey oh that's a long one to new york you're asking for trouble on one that long that's a long one yeah where they introduced themselves as lana and was dressed as a woman okay as soon as the ship left port, though, things began to change drastically. Their behavior became erratic and strange. The passengers in the room adjacent to theirs, a man named Sebastian and his mother. It's a very sweet trip with your mommy. Yeah. Describe Daniel singing and screaming in a high-pitched voice, as well as talking to themselves in a male and a female voice. So, like, hmm. weird personality thing going? I don't know what's yeah. going on. yeah. They threw things around the room and began kicking the connecting door. Uh-oh. The person in the cabin next door happened to be a doctor, and he urged the ship to seek help for them immediately, but the crew just said that they were a celebrity and one of the ship's best-paying customers. You know, money makes the world go round, right? Yep, yep. Three days later, Sebastian, which was the doctor, recalls seeing Daniel for the first time, sorry, last time, not first time, and mentions that they seemed very confused and completely disoriented. Mm-hmm. They were mentioning that their eyes were glassed over. They kind of were like just out to space. Yeah. So um, Sebastian went up to try to talk to them to see if everything was okay. 
And that's when they started to have a conversation about how badly they really wanted their sex change operation. So he kind of just got the impression that things are just not great right now Yeah, in their life. Um, but then they disappeared in the Merling, Merling Orning. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. It is, it is late. I am tired. <laughs> the Merling Yorning. The early morning yes. hours of <laughs> September 9th as the ship crossed Newfoundland and was preparing to dock in Canada. The crew had been making rounds to make sure that all the passengers were accounted for when they realized that Daniel was nowhere to be found after searching the entire ship. They informed the captain who decided to try and turn the ship around. That's that's new. It is new. Some of the other stories we've had are like, eh, we're going. Sorry. Too bad. So sad. Yeah. Because like I said on that last episode, that's a big ordeal. Right. It's not like a plane where you can do an emergency landing. Yeah. So the captain wanted to turn the ship around to see if they were possibly still in the water somewhere. The water temperature at the time was around 50 degrees or 10 degrees Celsius for everyone else in the world. Awesome. That uses Celsius. Yes. Um, which, by the way, I would like to discuss with you. Have you ever been in the freezing cold plunge pool in our gym? Yes, I have. Okay. So last time I went in, it was 52 degrees. Okay. And I can keep my foot in there for probably five, maybe five minutes before it starts really hurting because it's so cold. Yeah. And I can't even get my whole body in it. I can't do it. I can't either. I'm afraid I'll have a heart attack. It's too much. And so I've seen people go in it before to dunk themselves. And the first thing is like, they always like have this, like the breathing, like they can barely breathe. Like their breath was taken away kind of a thing. So I can't imagine. Yeah. Being in this water, like at all. I know. Crazy. At around 6 a.m., a call went out to alert the Canadian Rescue Center and the Canadian Coast Guard began a search with ships and a helicopter. At the same time, Canadian police were reviewing the surveillance footage when they saw something shocking. At around 4 a.m., a figure appears, climbs a railing, and then leaps into the ocean. Crazy. That is crazy. Those things are high up. I mean, like, mm-hmm. that's a scary jump even in warm water and everything else. Right. Though they could clearly see whether, I'm sorry, they couldn't clearly see whether it was Daniel or not. They could very clearly see that the jump was intentional. After 24 hours of searching, they decided to call off their efforts, citing that it would not be possible for Daniel to still be alive given how cold the water was. Officially, Daniel could be declared dead by six months after his disappearance. And you would think that the story would be over, right? Yeah. I mean, it looks like yeah. they clearly jumped off the ship. Mm-hmm. Well, there's more. But wait. But wait. There's more. The family was not ready to take the step of declaring him dead just yet. Sorry. Them dead just yet. <laughs> you see, what no one seemed to realize was that Daniel was not on the cruise alone. Ooh. Yes. They had actually boarded the ship with their good old soulmate, Kirsten Kaiser. Who? Good old Kirsten. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Had also vanished. What? Yeah. I really need some shocking music for this story. I know. It turns out that Daniel's boyfriend, Robin, began calling and texting Kirsten because he was badly affected by his boyfriend's death and wanted to know what his last days were like. But she never answered or returned his calls. And all his text messages came back as undelivered. Mm. This was not usual because they actually had a really great relationship. They were able to talk quite a lot. I told you that Kirsten was Daniel's like 
best friend in the whole entire world. She mm-hmm. basically adopted them into her life. Yeah. Um, she was an older lady, so I, I did not get the impression it was romantic at all. Yeah. Um, I think she just didn't have children of her own and just really kind of took him under, took them under her wing. Yes. <laughs> and so I think she had a good relationship with Robin. So it was just kind of weird for him to not be able to get a hold of her. Yeah. So he actually has his own theory. He believes that Kirsten and Daniel planned this whole thing and are living in Canada where it's easier for Daniel to live as a woman because no one knows them there. However, Daniel's father, Gunter, which I told you about, Mm -hmm. says he's been in contact with Kirsten since Daniel's disappearance and that she has returned to Germany and just wants to live a quiet life. Okay. I don't know, though. Doesn't exactly prove that she's in Germany. Yeah. I feel like she could still call and make text messages in Canada. Yeah. So if that's the case, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't say anywhere that anybody has seen her personally. So. Yeah. Strange. Many of those closest to Daniel say that, yes, they were depressed, but they were definitely not suicidal. Mm hmm. Another idea that came from Daniel's friends is that they often liked to do dangerous things like climbing to the top of hotel roofs and that perhaps this was just a very tragic accident. They also mentioned that they like to drink champagne, sometimes like three bottles at a time. Yikes. Um, And so I can imagine if (laughs) you were just drunk out of your mind and just being, you know, thrill seeking. Well, there's that, but also you never know about the uh, medication interaction with that kind of alcohol as well. Right. I, yeah. I think there's something to the doctor's account about they being manic, kind of bipolarish. Like, yeah, maybe I don't know if something. that was especially if that behavior was combined with alcohol. Who knows? I mean, they may have jumped off of the side, and not even known what they were doing. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. In December of 2020, the court asked anyone with any information about Daniel's disappearance to come forward or that they would be declared legally dead. At the same time, strange activity was found on their Instagram account. Pictures and comments were being deleted, and no one ever came forward to say that it was them. So in February of this year, Daniel was declared legally deceased. Hmm. That was February of this year, of 2021, by the way. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think we all know he died of COVID. They died of COVID. They died of COVID. Yeah, because that's Probably. what everybody dies of nowadays. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I thought that was a very strange disappearance and one that I'm sure we didn't hear of because it was Germany and Bavaria and all these places we don't go. I don't know, man. You, you don't hear about a lot of this stuff, but I don't know if it's our phones listening to us while we record or what, but I've seen stories popping up now about ne'er-do-wells on cruise ships. Weird. Like sexual assault and all this other stuff. I'm like, what is going on? That is so weird. On the cruises. Yeah. I don't know. I went on my first one like in high school and I didn't think it was anything like that. Then, you know, as I got older, I started hearing about illnesses spreading through them or whatever. And then you shed right. a whole new light on the dark and sinister cruise industry. Well, and this is only Man. a little tiny piece of the dark and sinisterness of cruises. There's am- quite a lot of crime. I imagine it's got to be like uh, flight attendants on steroids because you're you have rooms available to you right there. But like what I mean by that is flight attendants travel around the world. If you're single, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're just banging everyone in sight, passengers, each other. There's just all kinds of things going on 
that are probably fun, I guess, if you're single, but that can also lead to bad things like that uh, right. That show we watched. I feel like the two biggest crimes on cruise ships that I saw were sexual assault and theft. Yeah, because it's easy. Yeah. Super easy. So, yeah. Watch Crazy. out for those cruises, my friends. Yeah. Just uh, watch your six. Bananas. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, I wanted to have just a chat with you. This is not really telling a story because, like I said, it's everywhere. Yes. The Gabby Petito thing is literally everywhere. Like, people are calling in tips that probably weren't real and just it's going crazy now. Yes. And I don't know about you, but I haven't heard an update for the cause of death. Has that not been released yet? Or did I just miss something? We possibly could have missed something, but I I haven't seen anything. But I will be honest with you, I was super busy this week, so I didn't have a chance to really sit on social media or on the news. I feel like the pages that I'm a part of on social media, I would have seen something. Yeah, well, I follow all the that news doesn't necessarily mean anything. They've been very quick to jump on anything. Like for example, Mister Bounty Hunter Dog right. is on the case, and uh, so that made big news, you know. And then. Um, just today, I read a story about somebody thought they saw Brian Laundry right. next to the um, Appalachian Trail in Tennessee, and he acted strange and said he was driving to California to visit his girlfriend that he just had a fight with, had a full, thick, black beard, um, not long, but full and thick and, and noticeably like black, so maybe like he what? dyed it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say that he doesn't seem like the kind of person that would grow a black beard. Yeah. Maybe it, it was... I, it, Blackbeard's ghost. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, Our <laughs> Blackbeard. Anyway, that popped up on the news immediately. Like, there's some news, just like all, you know, typical media that's just pouncing on every little thing. So, I feel like if there's been a cause of death announcement, I would have seen it. But I don't know. It's, so far, right. it's still a homicide. Um, but I also read in that story today that Brian Laundrie is wanted on bank card fraud. Hmm. That's what the official want like is. Like from previous or? I don't know. It didn't say, but that's what the, they mentioned right it several times. And I'm like, he's not wanted for a connection to a homicide? <laughs> well, let's discuss this. I mean, they it's do, weird. They do not have anything to pin this on him at this point in time. They don't have any evidence to even allege that he could have had something to do with this. It's like, duh, obvious. However, legally, they don't have anything right now. Well, so, a yeah. lot of the times, law enforcement will try to find something else that they can detain someone on till they can get more information. Well, I thought you could detain someone on reasonable suspicion or mm -mm. probable cause. Nope. You can't detain them. You what? can question them, but you can't keep them unless they're under arrest. And you can't arrest unless you have legit evidence. Okay, I believe you. I don't know if that's 100% true, though, because I'm <laughs> just be telling wrong, you. But I'm pretty sure that's the like case. Like when I used to, at least in California, working side by side with cops, they would always say, I have reasonable suspicion that you have X, Y, and Z, so I, you're being detained. Meaning you okay, can't, maybe now you maybe can't leave. Maybe detention and arrest are different. Yeah, like meaning now you can't leave. Like you're not under arrest, but I have reasonable suspicion to ask you to question you. So you're being hmm. asked to, you're being detained. You have to stay here or else then you will be arrested. They used to say that. Hmm. Before they had reasonable suspicion, they were just talking. Interesting. Or maybe I'm getting that wrong. Maybe reasonable suspicion allows you to go up and talk to them and question, but they can leave. Probable cause means that I now you're being detained. I don't know. Either way, 
It's a brilliant segue that you didn't even mean to do. Oh. <laughs> into what I really wanted to chat about tonight. Because like I said, the news outlets are just latching on to every little piece of the story. And one of them is the body cam footage. Right. That, you know, there, parts of it were released a couple weeks ago when we first talked about this and when the story first started gaining a lot of traction around, you know, mid-September. But more of it's been coming out. And, you know, I want to go on record before we start really talking about this thing that I am not anti-police. I back the blue. I support the thin blue line or whatever, all that stuff. I'm, I mean, I don't have a flag in my yard like some people do, but I know a lot of cops. I'm friends with cops. Wait, we, I think we should be very clear. <clears throat> yes. We don't. I don't. I'm not going to say you because I don't know about you. I don't back police no matter what. Correct. Same. It is a clear. Same. I, I will look at the case and decide. I'm not against them no matter what either. Right. I, so. I believe in good people and I believe there's right. good people in law enforcement, just like there's good people in, you know, there's good lawyers. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. There are. I believe there's good accountants, tax people. Sure. There's probably good people in the IRS. Although you wouldn't, I'm not so sure, that's a stretch. <laughs> but I also believe in all of those things, and then some, there's also bad people. Right. And, of course, there's been heinous things done in law enforcement, but overall, I support the idea of Law & Order. Yes. I love Law & Order. It's my favorite show. That is a great show. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I support that general idea, but yes. I'm not fanatical like some of the people. Gotcha. So I wanted to go on record, because what I'm about to talk about is how much I believe the cops in Moab, Utah, completely flubbed this entire thing. And me, if I were Mr. Petito, I would be holding them personally responsible somehow. Because, like I said, I'm no cop. I'm not even a student of the law. But I have, I've worked side by side with cops in certain scenarios for 21 years. Mm -hmm. So I kind of understand it. Based on that body cam footage, they had every right to detain her right, and arrest her. She admitted to hitting him. Domestic violence works both ways. Right. She admitted to hitting him. He had scratches on his face. She should have been arrested, which would have led to her not being murdered right. a couple days later, potentially by him. They, they fucked it up. I don't know any other way to say it. And- I should have mentioned one of my big sources is a podcast episode from Crime Junkie that you sent me that had all of the source material I'm speaking about, like the whole recording. Well, and it didn't have about, all one hour and 15 minutes, but, it but most quite of quite a lot. Yeah. And yes. I thought about taking some of the audio and playing it on our show. But like I said, it's everywhere. And I really just wanted to talk about this aspect of it. I don't care to, I'm not talking about, I'm not stealing their story and talking about the footage. I want to talk about what went wrong with the police here and why I'm like, I'm very upset. I'm very upset about that because, like I said, there's good people and there's bad people. The guy who knelt on George Floyd's neck, and right. that's a bad person. But there's also just lazy people who don't care. And I'd like to believe that there's a lot of cops out there that do care about doing the right things. But there's a lot of lazy ones, just like there are in any other job that don't want to do the paperwork they don't want to get involved, and they would just rather try to talk themselves out of what's really going on and then move on. 
and at one point on that footage, they even said, I mean, they've both, this isn't an exact quote, but they said they're talk two cops are talking to each other and they say, they've both given us every reason to just let this thing go. You know, they've said that there was a spat. They said they were both involved, but it seems more like a mental breakdown than, a, than an actual domestic violence or fight. No, it doesn't. She had a cut on her face from him grabbing her face. Yeah, I don't know. She hit him multiple times and admitted to it. That That's domestic violence. Right. But <laughs> I mean, she also admitted to having mental illness. OCD. Yes. Right. That's all she admitted to. But she did admit to it. And okay. And he also admitted that she can have some breakdowns a lot, is what it sounds like. And she did not deny when they talked to her about it. Correct. I just... um. I don't know if I've talked about it on this show. I know I've talked about it on other shows before, but I, I'm i an empath. <laughs> so it's really hard for me because I see everybody's side. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult for me to take a side because I'm like, well, but what about this? And I feel like if I were the police officer, I kind of got the impression that the one doing the main stop was like new. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or it's just the impression I mean, that I got. That's what they said. I just felt like the other one was kind of training him a little bit. Like there was a lot of, um, well, now you should, blah, blah, blah. Like there was a lot of uh, that agreed. going on. Agreed. So I feel like if I was that person, I would be seeing this as like, okay, I've had a girlfriend before. I've had a boyfriend before. We've had lots of fights. You and I have had fights before that like if I really wanted to call someone or you really wanted to call someone, we could get each other arrested. We didn't really do anything awful. We didn't hurt each other. We didn't scratch each other. Nothing like that. Mm. But yeah. I feel like we could have. You know, there was a couple times when you were like, the neighbor's going to call the cops on us because we were yelling so loud. So I just feel like in a normal situation, you want to believe that it's it's fine. That these people clearly know what they did. They both knew exactly what they did and, and that it was wrong. They both admitted fully to everything that happened. The person's account that called it in was basically backing their story up hundred percent. Yeah. Agreed. So I feel like, yes, they probably could have like, I don't know, maybe brought him in for a little bit of cool down time, maybe something else. But I don't know if I was the person, if I would have arrested them. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I would have, to be honest with you. And of course now we can go, how dare you? She got murdered because you didn't do this. But it's one of those things like (laughs) that one time, you know, does the defense rest? I guess. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know how to feel. Yes. As a, if I were the parent, I'd be like, God, like so mad because you could have saved her life. And if I were him, I would be dying right now inside because yes. I know I totally could have saved her life. But also looking back on it and thinking, what if I was in that situation? I don't know if I would have. I feel like maybe I would have done the same thing. Maybe a little bit better as a woman. Like, okay, we need to. Let's figure out what's going on here. Can we get you guys apart for just a little bit? Well, that's what they did. Right. Ultimately. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yes. Sort of. Go ahead. (laughs) I just had one more thing. He made a good point when he said, if they're going to be together, they're going to be together. I I agree with that too. I mean, there's nothing. Even if they arrested her, she'd get out and then go back together. Like it's. I I know that, but it would have. I don't know. It could have. I'm done. I'll I'll hit on that particular point before I go into what I was going to say. Hopefully I can remember it. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) They were, I I agree. They will be together no matter what, but it would have delayed significantly potentially what happened here. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because maybe cooler heads would have prevailed and they would yeah. have broken up or something, and then she wouldn't have been murdered out on the road. It's possible, you know. And hey, listen, if we're going to be all devil's advocate over here, we still don't know that he did it. Like I was you said, just it's like about to duh. say <laughs> this is like an alleged thing. She so could far. have killed herself. Like we still don't even know the. They're calling it homicide, but we don't know the cause of death, so I mean, we have no idea. Yeah, I mean, he's not helping himself by not cooperating. Yes, correct. So, unfortunately, all we have to go on is that it was him. Okay, well, you let know, me... like, that's all we've got. Let me go so, into what I was going to say. Go ahead. So, I completely understand everything you're saying. However, it is not a policeman's job to try to find the good in a situation. All right. I completely believe in letter of the law in spirit of the law, but they're also trained that these particular scenarios where there's some, I mean, she never stopped crying, at least in the footage we've seen. She never stopped crying Mm. and was worked up. She never got to a place where she was calm and felt good and happy about the situation. There's something going on there. You need to recognize that behavior and and know that there's more than just a a fight. They got a little pushy shovey. Like you mentioned, you and I have had there. Someone is, she was distraught. Furthermore, if you know anything about behavior assessment, which cops are trained to do, he was super nervous, like big time nervous, which again, being pulled over, having a fight, all those things can get your adrenaline going, but not like that. He was all over the place. He was sketchy. I mean, and listen, maybe I'm looking at this from a third party point of view, knowing what the end result was. But I think before I even knew all that, when she was still missing, there was something not right about him. I came out and said that from the very beginning when I first heard about this. Yeah. There was something not right about him. And like I said, the police officer's job in that point is not to try to rationalize in a way and say, oh, I've had a boyfriend or a girlfriend and I know how these things can go. She's upset. She has visible trauma from a physical interaction. He has visible trauma from a physical interaction. They both admitted to putting hands on each other. At that point, it, we switched to letter of the law, 100%. Yeah. Especially when she never stops crying. And he's all sketchy and all over the place. I feel like they did make a good judgment call by separating them. That makes sense. But how How are you really separating them? They have phones. They can call each other and say, oh, I'm at the Motel 6 on blah, blah, blah Boulevard. Do you want to drive the van I over and visit? I think that's what they were ultimately realizing. That it's not going to matter well, unless it, they it put matter, her in jail. Which they would. It's not. Domestic violence you know goes saying? to jail. You don't just get a ticket. Yeah. Both of them should have been arrested. And you don't need one to press charges or the other when it comes to domestic violence. If there's proof like visible trauma, a cut on the face, scratch on the face, whatever, they can easily just do the arrest because they're right. probable cause. And they should have. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy to me. I get it. I see what you're saying. It's crazy to me that on tape. They just rationalize this away, and now a girl's dead, and a man's on the run. And, you know, who knows if this guy's a serial killer? He could have murdered those other two women that we still don't even know about. The story I covered a couple weeks ago. Right. They were in the same general area. So this could become a much bigger situation, and they had their chance. Like That's like looking Osama bin Laden right in the eye and not arresting him back in the day. I mean, they had their shot. Well. They had their shot. Okay. Right then. I think that's a little. <laughs> I don't think it is. A little dramatic. Had they been, in my opinion, again, this is my opinion. All you, if any law enforcement listen to this, I'm sorry. I, like I said, I do support you. I know you have a really tough job. But what the F, guys? Stop being lazy. Follow your training. And especially if one was new and one's an FTO, a field training officer, train him the right way. Yeah. I don't know. 
In this particular case, they dropped the ball. I can't decide on how I feel about this situation. I totally agree. And it's like such a bad. I, I have like decided. it's a really bad situation to put like to be in. It's just really bad, and and you're right. In order to keep yourself from that situation, you should just all the time like err on the side of caution. Especially nowadays when I there's when the cops are under so much fire yeah. for not doing the right thing. Do the right thing. But I wonder. In the book here's the situation the though. Book. What if they had taken her? And arrested her for scratching his face and squeezing his neck or whatever they said he, she did. She hit him. She hit it. He squeezed the face. Wasn't? Didn't he say she was... Oh, no. He said she had her hand on the wheel. Yeah. That's what it was. But she also punched him a couple of times. Yeah. Okay. So what if they do that and then, like, you know, news outlets get a hold of it and now they've been too hard on a woman? Like, it's, it's a rock and a hard place. You can never do the right thing. That's fine, but that's for them to figure out in the, I know. In the I'm just saying. law and court process. I'm, I'm, and I'm like working through now, it listen, in my mind as if I were if those they, people. If they totally shower him with praise and take care of him and put him up in the Hyatt and all this stuff and, and make right, him out to right. be super victimized, then sure. But if they just say, this is what domestic violence means by letter of the law, therefore we arrested her because she was the primary aggressor as admitted by her mm-hmm. and him, they can't get in trouble for that. Yeah. To be honest, this wouldn't even have made news because there's no murder. It's just an arrest on the side of the road. It would not have even made any news at all. Yeah. So I don't know. And, you know, I know you're on the fence. You haven't decided. I have decided. If I had a gavel, I would hit it on the table. No, I've decided. I've decided. I know for sure they they did the wrong thing. Absolutely. I'm completely on 100% on board with that. But what I'm saying is I don't know if I were in the situation, I would have done anything different. Yeah, I would have, but <laughs> I, but but that's you. You are like one hundred percent literal. No, no, no. I, I I'm not though. Because I'm very emotional. See, I I don't want this to go on too long, <laughs> but I'm glad you said that because in my current field of security, I'm not. I will definitely move the rope when I shouldn't and let people in, and whatever. I'll do those things. I'll work with people, but I also like. I don't toot my own own horn here. I feel like I'm pretty good at reading situations. There was something wrong with that situation. Okay. That was not the time to be cool and rationalize it. That was the wrong time. And hey, listen, I don't care what you think or what you say. I'm right because okay. even the chief is on the same side with me because he resigned. I know. No, he, they, I'm with you 100%. They absolutely did the wrong thing. Absolutely. 100% did the wrong thing. Well, don't and be surprised. If it were me and I had made that decision, even though I feel like maybe the decision was just a call anybody could have made. Yeah. I still would have resigned because I did the wrong thing. Well, I'm just saying, don't be surprised if it's not in a malicious way within the next year. Don't be surprised if there is a Petito versus Moab police department lawsuit. Yeah. That's my story. Okay. All right. All right. Well, if you want any more information on these cases, please make sure to follow us on social media at how did we miss that? And until next week, keep your head up and look out for each other. 